Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Where you at, Pop? I'm right here. What's up? What's up, son? I'm right here. I'm right here. Mic check, one, two, one, two. DMC in a place to be. Caption the world as I do it. As we do it. <laughs> That's right. Episode 36 coming up right now. Capturing the world. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your host, David Carmichael II. This is episode 36 of the Caption the World podcast. I got my pops back on the podcast again. What's going on, Pop? Hey, what's up? What's up, son? I'm here. I'm here. Uh, thank you for, uh, for coming over to the, to the crib and uh, to the studio and doing this um, podcast. No doubt, no doubt. Episode 36. Episode 36 in the mix. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah, it's just another week of being in the house again, quarantine. Yeah, so um, so yeah, man. So how you been doing so far, man? Man, I've been doing all right. Trying to stay healthy, man. You know, um, yeah, as you know, I was in the hospital uh, about two weeks ago. You know, had uh, two massive uh, blood clots on my lungs. Mm. But um, other than that, man, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I ain't check out yet. Right, right. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of things has been happening over the past couple of days. And um, the first issue, or well, the first topic we want to talk about is um, the murder of Ahmad Aubrey. Uh, we're not really a political podcast, but I just feel like this is something that I'm not really wanting to talk about. Um, you know, really wanted to, you know, just share our thoughts on it. And um, as you know, Dad, I want to hear what you got to say about it. Um, this story has really been brought to national attention recently. Um, but the crazy thing is the crime happened like two months ago, but the most of the world has just now been hearing about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ahmaud Aubrey was 25 years old and, um, 25, I believe. Okay. And, um, yeah, so he was killed on February 23rd in, uh, I said that. Brunswick, Brunswick, Georgia. Yeah, Brunswick, Georgia. Yeah, and um, so uh, what happened was he was, I guess, running or jogging in his neighborhood, uh-huh. and um, two white men, Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael, were uh-huh. um, actually arrested this week. But the crime happened, like I said, two months ago on February twenty third, mm-hmm. and um, the situation uh, basically became national headline after. It was like a cell phone. Whoever was recording it, the, the video surfaced online, mm-hmm. and that's how most of us um, heard about it and seen the video. I didn't actually watch the video because, you know, watching stuff like that kind of makes me real upset. So mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just told myself, Dude, don't watch the video. Just, just look at the news stories about it. But all right, I knew if I would have watched that video, I would have been mm-hmm. pissed off. So I just, I, I, I just didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. The killers um, were mentioned or were matched. Well, actually, the killer said... The reason they did what they did because he matched the description of a burglar that was, I guess, vandalizing or burgling houses around the neighborhood. 
and one of the killers was a retired police officer. And both of them was uh, father and son. Yeah, father and son. Mm-hmm. And then um, the reason that I guess a lot of people are baffled because, you know, we're wondering why these people are not in jail. They just were arrested a couple mm-hmm. of days ago. Mm-hmm. But the crime happened two months ago. Two months ago. So everybody's trying to figure out how come they wasn't been they haven't been arrested earlier. Mm-hmm. You know. Um well, oh, go ahead. Yeah, let me um add to that too. Um well as my son said, you know, he was uh he was jogging and um uh, just because he was a black man, I believe uh, they felt as though that uh, he uh, burglarized the house, but we want to let our audience know that it wasn't no wonders and wasn't nothing in the, in the house for him to, for him or anybody to burglarize the house. Um, we are not going to say that he did it, but they saying that he matched the description. But uh, right, because nobody was the, living in the house, right? Right, right. And let right. the case be known and facts be known that it wasn't no windows, no doors, or nothing in the house. Um, also, uh, this young man uh, was a, a football star um, looking to get a scholarship somewhere to better his life. As as you see, um, as a black man, you run down the street in your neighborhood, and you be you been you be targeted because you black. Um, they didn't have no proper cause to stop that man, mm-hmm. although that they was um, former uh, police officers, yeah, and they worked for the law at some time or. Excuse me. Sometime a matter, but that still didn't give them the right. Which they what they should have did was call the uh, police if they felt that they was threatened or they felt that this man or this young guy did anything. Right, right. So let's 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 make the facts. Uh, let's get the facts straight. That also, when this took place uh, two and a half months ago, I believe uh, two months ago, two and a half months ago, or so that they they had uh, presented the. Um, uh, the case to um, to their um, addiction uh, to their district attorney attorney in there in that area, right. but the district attorney turned it down because he knew the um, the son and the father, and they gave it to another district attorney in another part of that uh, that uh, the city, uh, and they turned it down too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want to know why it took it so long, because as you see, it's a good buddy buddy rule that apply uh, in the beginning of the uh, of this uh, this case. Exactly, and um, one thing I did see too, um, they said the original DA ruled it as self defense because the victim grabbed the shotgun. So, from what I read, the two guys were following Ahmad as he was jogging, thinking he was a suspect or whatever crime they thought he did. Right. I saw the, I saw right. the video, yeah. So, when they turned, um, uh, I guess Ahmad turned around and tried to grab the shotgun. He had to defend himself. Yeah, right. So, then they, they let off one shot and shot him in the hand, I think, right? Right, right. And then, after they were struggling, I guess, fighting, Right, and then he shot him. Was it two more times or 
one or two more times. Two more times. Two yes. more times, and uh-huh. that's how they chest. killed him. Uh-huh. Right. So, basically, this DA was saying the reason they didn't get arrested the first time was because he was they was trying to claim self-defense. Right, right. So, then the public outcry made them look into it again. Like, everybody kept posting the picture and the video, and, you know, everybody kept saying something about it. Even celebrities were speaking up. So, it brought right. national attention to right. it. So, then they wanted to do something about it, finally. But, you know, it shouldn't even have to get to that point. Yeah, right? it, should have, it should have never had to get to that point. So, and then another thing I saw was in Georgia – People are protected under the citizen's arrest law. Um, that states you are allowed to detain someone who thinks so if you think somebody committed a crime, you have the right to detain them until to the authorities come. You yeah, apprehend them until uh-huh. the authorities come. Right. But you can't use deadly force. Exactly. Which they did. Which they did. So I mean that right there should be enough to convict them. And for them to get, you know, for them to go to jail. I mean, they, they've been arrested, but we needed to go a step further and actually get convicted of what they did. Right, right. So, also, let me add to that, too, son. Um, the district attorney, both district attorney, the first one that felt as though that they was acting in self-defense is ludicrous. That's what I said earlier, the good buddy-buddy uh system that they run down there in Georgia and it's ludicrous don't make no sense yeah it's, it's it's crazy man I mean we've seen plenty of stories like this over over time like in history you know it's like it happens all the time you know if, if it's a police officer or just random people killing you know black people so like I said we just praying that um you know justice is served and even though it took a while for these people to get arrested, yeah, even though it took a while for these people to get arrested, um, you know, we just want to see justice be, you know, be served. You, you know, it happened on February 23rd, almost two months ago, you know. But good thing, you know, we got national attention to it now, and hopefully, you know, the judge and the jury do the right thing. So anything else you want to add on that? Department? Yeah, well, let me add also, uh, uh the the Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael, they was taken into custody uh, this past Thursday. Uh, over thirty six hours, they had secured warrants, uh, and that speaks volume. And the agents, the FBI agents, arrested, and they was charged with the slaying of Omar of Omar Albert um, with federal murder and aggravated assault and as you see the the uh his sister spoke out very well uh on cnn and um it was a stunning event to the whole thing given the fact that it happened in february the 23rd as my son said so um now they've been held without bond and they went up for a bond hearing and they was denied which was the right thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. So like I said, you know, hopefully, um, you know, they do the right thing. The judge and the jury, you know, want to see justice be served because it's been a lot of times where we've seen, you know, police officers do stuff like that. And they, you know, they got off, even though they're not police officers anymore, they've been ex-police officers. So it's like the same situation, basically, 
You know what I'm saying? And I think also that everybody that was involved with it that didn't want to arrest uh, the both people. of the uh, two people that uh, which are suspects uh, to the crime, they didn't want to arrest them. They were trying to cover up some things. I think all everybody that was involved need to uh, uh, be arrested as well. They need to uh, be responsible for their actions. Right. Trying to cover up and trying to um, downplay it, per se, as the media um, bring it about. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, they, they, they do the right thing and, and you know, convict those people and they go to jail. So, um, but yeah, man. So, The Last Dance, you know, that's another thing I want to talk about. The Last Dance documentary. Okay. Um. You know, I know you called me the other day and you had a lot to say about that. I mean, we always, you know, would call each other and, and say, well, you know, how we felt about what happened on these on these episodes. Right, um, right. It's a 10-part documentary on ESPN about uh, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls' last run at a, at a championship in 1998, the 1997-98 season. So it was like, a, um, you know, going in-depth on, you know, what happened during that season with uh, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, and those, those other players on the team, Phil Jackson, um, Jerry Krause. Tonight. They come on at uh, 7 and 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. No, it's the 7. Oh, 7 and 8th episode, episode, right? Oh, yeah, come on at 9 o'clock, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're on episode 7 and 8. And I know on the last two episodes that came on last Sunday, you was um talking about – well, before we talk about that part, uh, what do you think about when they showed Kobe, man? They showed the Kobe Kobe Bryant part on the documentary when he um, played in the All-Star game and um, Michael Jordan was talking about him. Not in a bad way, but kind of – he was talking trash, but in a good way. Yeah, Michael Jordan made a statement. He said at uh beginning of the game um, when Magic walked in the locker room and he was telling Magic, ho, 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 wait a minute, you don't, you, you on the West, man. What are you doing? You – it's the East locker room. What are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. they downplayed a little bit. Magic said, hold on. I'm just coming here seeing some of the old fellas, you know. But uh, Mike made a statement uh, to uh, some of the players um, on the East team, and uh, he said that, uh, uh, you know, Kobe going to try to take over, you know. Mm-hmm. and uh, Play one-on-one basketball. Yeah, and I can't believe, I can't remember, I mean, who said that, uh, man, if you come in there, I'm gonna let him dunk. I'm gonna let him dunk. I ain't gonna get, I ain't gonna get in his way though. I forgot you. who that was. Who, who said yeah, that? I, be, um, I believe that was. Um, was it Penny Hardaway? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was somebody. No, it was somebody. I can't remember who it was, but it come it come to me. But that was uh, that was kind of funny when he said that. You know, right. he said the young young cat, new new cat on the block, uh, gonna try to take over, and that, and that young cat is uh, uh, the mama mentality, Kobe. This is before he became. The mama mentality, you know. Exactly. So that's way before he became the the black mamba. Right, um, right, right. But yeah, you know, a lot of people probably didn't know that. You know, they had a real tight relationship. I mean, people probably knew that, but I don't think everyone knew how close they were. Right, right. And they kind of went more in depth on that kind of. And you know, Kobe's, you know, the late great Kobe Bryant was saying, um, you know, if it wasn't for Michael, I wouldn't have had five rings. Right. And I'm. I'm pretty sure that that's where the mama mentality came, you know, because Kobe had that same passion for the game that 
Mike, that, you know, Mike had, and he's probably the closest thing to Michael that we've seen. Yes, yes, I, you know? I would say that as well. He he also uh, patented his game after Mike. I mean, he patented his game so much after Mike. He walked like Mike. He uh, almost began to talk like Mike. Right. But uh, he had to fade away like Mike. Uh, like the commercial said, I want to be like Mike. And that's what uh, Kobe uh, did. It was just like Mike, the closest we could ever see anybody get close uh get close to Mike as 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 like Kobe did. Exactly. And um you know, I've always wondered why why Michael was so well he wasn't reluctant to not tell Kobe his moves. Like he was always he didn't he was always ready to, to give Kobe some advice. You know, I feel like him and he treated, you know, AI Iverson and, and Kobe like they were his sons, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, but I've always wondered, like, a, a great person. Now, he must have seen the mentality that Kobe had. That's probably why he was he was so willing to tell Kobe a lot, you know, because some players, you know, probably wouldn't do that. I don't know. You know, I guess they uh, – a great a great player like that and Michael Jordan can see that Kobe had that same hunger as him. And he probably was like, man, yeah, he, he's ready. I, I think I should give him some advice, you know. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. worked. It helped him along his career. So, mm-hmm. It was just real great to see that, and you know, I guess we're all privileged to be able to get that from Kobe before he passed away. You know, to mm-hmm. get that—that's mm-hmm. probably the, the last, probably, type of footage that we have of Kobe. It might be some something else that we haven't seen before, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was so great to be able to see that. So yes, yes. Also, if I may add, um, you know, Mike. A lot of people um, wanted to pattern their games after Mike, but uh, as we said, no one. Uh, done it better uh, than Kobe. And um, when you talk to some of the NBA players, even some players that even didn't even play basketball, some players that played, uh, players that even played football, basketball, they wanted to have uh, that killer uh, instinct like Micah had on the court. They wanted to have that on the football field. They wanted to have that on the tennis court. They wanted to have that uh, whatever type of sport that they did. Um, Mike gave them the ultimate uh, challenge to get better every day. And that's what a lot of uh, athletes uh, hear today, and they're still doing it today uh, because of uh, what Mike had and what Mike brought to the game, the game of sports. Exactly, exactly. Um, Another thing about Michael Jordan was – this is probably one of the biggest things um, to think about him supporting Harvey Gantt. He was a a politician in North Carolina. He was running against this other guy. I forgot the guy's name, um, but it was a white guy. Harvey Gantt's a black a black politician. Is he was running against a white guy back in I think that was ninety three. Ninety three. Ninety three. And mm-hmm. um, this is in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and people wanted Michael to, you know publicly give a PSA or publicly go out and support this guy. Mm-hmm. And Michael said something very controversial, which mm-hmm. was, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. Mm-hmm. Referring to, you know, Harvey Gantt was a Democrat politician running in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And the other guy was a white guy who was a Republican. And that was what Jordan had to say. And Jordan said that he said that on a, 
on the team bus, so somebody must have <laughs> told on him and said something that everybody found out that he said that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That kind of got national attention. And um, basically he was saying, you know, I'm not looked at – I don't want to be looked at as a role model. I just want to be looked at as a basketball player. You know, I am just want to perfect my craft. I'm not really into politics. I don't feel like I should have to support somebody I don't even know. You know, it's like – and some celebrities are like that. They don't really want to be political. Wherever, wherever they feel of study is, like wherever they're doing, they just want to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And some people just prefer to, you know, they refrain from dealing with politics. You know, so. And I know you had a lot to say about that when we talked on the phone the other day. Yeah. So, so what you got to say about that? Well, um, my take is that. Uh, Michael Jordan, a lot of people put Michael Jordan on a pedestal. I believe um, that Mike is probably is the GOAT. Um, when it comes down to him playing basketball and winning so many scoring titles and uh, taking over a game. But as a, a player, you can take over the game in many different ways. Uh-huh. But Mike took over the game by scoring and um, also becoming the, the defensive player, uh, a first-team defensive player as well. Um, but I believe when he made that statement that uh, Republicans, uh, as long as Republicans, excuse me, as long as Republicans um, about my sneakers, um, I'm cool. And... and um, I feel as though that statement was uh, a derogatory statement. I think that uh, by him making that statement, it made people feel some type of way as... um, Well, like he didn't care about the situation or something? Well, I'm not going to say he didn't care. Uh, What what I will say is that all he cared cared about is... Republicans and most Republicans are white people, mm-hmm. and so um, as long as white people buy his shoes, that's the way I took it. As long as white people and buy his shoes, he okay. He's not worried about if black people buy his shoes if they got enough money. He don't care how much they cost. So I believe the reason why his prices is so high mm-hmm. is because Republicans buy his shoes, as he said. And I think it was uh, a derogatory statement. I think it was a bold statement. I think that he uh, also put uh, people down that that that's not in a position, you know, to buy shoes. Be advised that when Jordans came out, people was killing, stealing over uh, a pair of Jordans. Mm-hmm. If you find a kid that went to school with Jordans on when he got off the bus or before he got off the bus, or while he was in school, or if he went to the locker room or the bathroom, they're going to jack him for his Jordans. Right. So you got to be careful what you say because everybody listening and everybody watching, like the commercial say, everybody want to be like Mike. So if you got if you, if you make a statement and, and, and the commercial say everybody want to be like Mike, you got to realize the whole entire world has their eyes on you as their ears their ears are listening to you, mm-hmm. so you 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 must be very careful 
especially being a um a celebrity such as Michael Jordan, you know. Right. And uh, I wanted to correct what I said earlier. It wasn't in 1993. It was in 1990. It was the 1990 U.S. Senate race in North Carolina. And the Republican um, that was already in office was uh, Republican Jesse Helms. And the Democrat challenger was Harvey Gantt. And Harvey Gantt, even though I, Mike Michael did give a donation, but he didn't publicly go out and support Harvey Gantt. And then he went on and said, I'm just going to read uh, the article that I, I found on this. Um, it said Jordan went on to say he has he never seen, seen himself as a role model. And then he went on to say in quotations, I don't think that that statement needs to be corrected because I said I said it on the team bus, you know, his team bus with Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen. It was thrown off the cuff. And then he said his mother asked him to do a PSA for Harvey Gantt. And then he looked at his mom and said, look, mom, I'm not speaking out of pocket about someone I don't know, but I will send a contribution to support him, which is what I did. And then he went on to say, I do commend Muhammad Ali for standing up for what he believed in, but I never thought of myself as an activist. I thought of myself as a basketball player. I wasn't a politician when I was playing my sport. I focused on my craft. Was I, was that selfish? Probably, but that was my energy. That's where my energy was. So that's what he had to say about that. But my question about all of this is, should all celebrities be looked at as role models? I mean, because should we, regular people, be looked at as role models? Should everyone be looked at as a role model? Or should we just be, because we all make mistakes. So should, how come celebrities are placed on a higher pedestal of what we should look up to Well, in regards to this regular people? Well, I think I think every young man, because um, even Charles Barkley said, I'm, "I'm not a role model." Right, but I believe every young man um, should consider himself um, lack of a better word, a role model, because you have kids and you have kids, uh, boys and girls, looks up to their father. Um, um, sports heroes, um, actors, um, they look up to their teachers, uh-huh. um, they look up to firemen, policemen, um, all walks of life. Um, you have people looking up to men and women as well, but in this, in, but in this case, we're talking about a man, which is Michael Jordan, but, um, even if you don't consider yourself as a role model, even if you don't consider yourself as a role model, people are going to still look at you as a role model. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you got to take heed and say, okay, even though I don't consider myself as a role model, somebody is watching me. Right. And you have put yourself in a position to be looked at as a role model, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And when you put yourself in position, even if you um, play sports, football, fireman, uh, lay bricks, whatever you may have, you have people that looks up to you, whether you like it or not, whether you don't, whether you want the title or not. But being a high sports figure such as Michael Jordan, and people buy his Jordan brand. Mm-hmm. 
you have to consider yourself and be real with yourself and say so many people out this out there in this world that's looking up to me mm-hmm. and I don't consider myself and and then you say to yourself you don't consider yourself as a role model okay that's understandable but don't fool yourself and fool the people of the world or in this world that looks up to you at some point a matter you have spoken you have spoke to kids right about how to get better Kobe Bryant for example looked up to you you gave him plenty of advice right you stated that Mr. Michael Jordan you stated that yourself that you help people with their game you 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 stated to Kobe if you need anything any type of help give me a call Right. And Kobe took that verbatim and called you and look what he look what you did for him. Right. So if you can do that for him, why can't you do that for the many people that uh spend money buying your stuff and put you in the position that you are in now? Although that you said that you um focus on your craft and you did say, yeah, that might be selfish. I might be selfish. So if you know that you are selfish or you know that you are being selfish, why not change that? Right. Change that for the better, Mike. You know, um, when you sit back and just in your rocking chair and you sit back flying in your um, $300 million jet, And you see a young man that's a po- in, in poverty that's trying to just make it, uh-huh. and wish they was like Mike. What what can you say about that? What would you say to that young man about that? You are not a role model. You are actually put up on this young man and say, "Well, son, I cannot help you," or "I'm not. A, I'm, I don't consider myself as a role model." Or what if a young lady come to you and say, "Oh, Michael Jordan, I want to be." Um, I want to have that killer instinct that you have on the court. I want to have it off the court to become a, a, a political activist. And I want to know what type of mentality that you um, uh, put on your mind, your body, to accomplish the things that you accomplish on the court. Mm-hmm. I can use that to accomplish uh, some things that I'm trying to accomplish in my life. Right. So if you look at it wholeheartedly and you look at it, Michael Jordan off the court to me is totally selfish. He might be the greatest player that ever played the game of basketball. But when it comes to standing up for himself and standing up for people that cheer him on, they clapped, and then when they clapped, he pumped his fist fist to the audience and told Chicago that we're going to bring many more championships after the one, the the first one that they got. Them people spend them hard-earned money, and kids are screaming his name throughout the whole entire world. You mean tell me, you can't uh, speak out 
and although that you are uh, a uh, uh, private person and although that you uh, 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 focus on your craft, come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, so was your problem with what he did, was it more of what he said? Or let's say let's say he didn't say nothing about Republicans buy sneakers too. Or, you know, what, what if he didn't say that? He just... He just was like, look, I don't, I don't, I'm not really an activist. I can't really see myself doing a PSA and being, you know, publicly, being seen publicly mm-hmm. um, endorsing this guy. Mm-hmm. I can probably give him a donation under the table without my, without me having to get on the podium and talk and be with him and all that. If he was just was like, look, I'll give you a donation, but I don't want to be on stage with you because I'm not really into politics. I'm not an activist. Well, would would you have a problem with that, or well, was it more about what he said? Well, I I I don't just have a problem. Um, I mean, because everybody can't be like yeah, I, Kaepernick. Because Kaepernick really is probably a, the most activist. He not he's not an athlete no more, but you know, it's like he's probably the most recognized as far as being real active in politics, being an activist. Well, Him think, and LeBron, probably LeBron is real active in that type of stuff too. Well, I think that when you got a, a voice, and you got a big voice, and Michael Jordan got a big voice, and he just don't speak publicly like a lot of people um, wish and hope that he did. Because if he speak, I believe that his voice speak volume mm-hmm. because who he is. Right. And who, who, who he has become, and and how people has put him on the pedestal. And once you realize that, you gotta step. You gotta put all that that selfishness to the side, man. Mm-hmm. And 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 help. You know, I feel as though that he need to help. Right. Point blank, not just only him. Everybody that. Um, that has a voice, even the ones that, you know, he's in the public eye more than people that's in the in the ghetto, people that's in that's in lower level um, income. He has a voice; he can speak out for them, you know. And when you has a when you have a voice and you can speak out for someone that don't have a bigger voice like you, I think it's it's only right but to give back, man. To your to different communities to the world that 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 has given to you. Well, I'm pretty sure he, he's he's given the communities. And stuff. Yeah, I don't know exactly um, everything that he has done uh, behind the scenes, but um, I mean, but you always got to be in the open when you do stuff. Because some people were complaining that you said, like, let's say somebody's always doing stuff for the community and they always on video, always taking pictures. Some people, some people will complain and say. Well, if you care so much, why you got to always take videos? Why you always got to take pictures? And then some people, they'll do stuff under the table that we don't know about. But then well, make it say, be known. Then they, make it be known. Then they say, oh, why you got to? Then they say, how come we don't know about this? So yeah, well, make it be known. It? Well, which listen, we're talking about Michael Jordan here. Because if Michael Jordan do anything under the table, on top of the table, behind the table, it should be known. One prime example, when he had when he was gambling and he said he had a competition competition problem, that's um hogwash. Mm-hmm. Because you can camouflage 
or say anything you want. But the man had a gambling problem and still do. And, um, you know, you know, a lot of people say, well, what is the problem? Uh, you know, you can uh, def- define or define a problem in many different ways just because you have enough money and you don't get in debt and you don't um, um, uh, cause yourself to not uh, compete at a high level like you did. That don't mean it's not a problem. Mike had a problem, and he knew he had a problem, but he tried to say that he had a competition problem. Come on, man. Don't try to nickname it. Right, right, right. Claim it and, and, be, and, and, and let it be the end of it. Right. You had a problem, Mike. You got a problem. Just like when you was playing golf with the brother. Mm-hmm. You was playing golf with the brother, and you lost uh, $200,000, dollars $70,000, something like that. I can't remember the number, what the number is. But uh, you owed that man. That man said he wanted his money. Mm-hmm. And you knew that that man was a hustler. And then you could come out and say that you ain't know what he was doing off the golf uh, golf course. You knew what the man was doing. You know, and you had to go to court for it. Right. And they asked you several different questions. One of the questions you lied and said you loaned the money. And then you said you lost the money playing golf. That's perjury, but but guess what? You, Michael Jordan, they let you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this topic on 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 this note, man. I just feel like you know, I mean, I, I've learned at an early age, man. You know, some people that we look up to ain't always who they are, who they seem to be, and sometimes you can get disappointed when you look up to someone and you finally meet them, or you might find out something about them, and it, it makes you think differently of them. So for me, man, I feel like. Even though those like people like Michael Jordan and maybe famous singers and different artists and athletes are always looked up as role models, you know, sometimes, man, we can't always look up to everyone because they're going to disappoint us at the end of the day. Um, I mean, we all are not perfect, and that don't mean that we we shouldn't try to be the best people we can be because, like I say, even people like you and me, people are watching us, you know, even though we might not be a celebrity of some sort. You know, it's always, you always want to try to live the most honest life as you can. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I just, whatever, whoever wants to help out with certain issues, whoever chooses to be that, that voice, I commend them for that. But, you know, I don't want, I feel like I shouldn't expect everyone to do that because some people are different. Some people are more active than others when it comes to certain things. So, you know, we just, I just want to take what I can get from whoever I look up to. And if, and that's one thing he did say too. If you're looking for someone that's an athlete that's real active in politics and stuff like that, you know, maybe I'm not your guy when it comes to that. Maybe maybe you should look up to somebody else. Right. Which, I mean, I kind of agree with him on that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, it's just plenty of other role models you can look up to. If that's not the person you think represents how you feel about certain things, then maybe you should, you should look up to somebody else. So I'm leaving on that, though. Yeah. Well, let me also say this. I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed uh, in Michael Jordan. I just feel as though that he can do more, even though he say he's not this, he's not that. Okay, come out, come off your high horses or whatever you may be on. And... uh uh 
that need to be changed. I feel as though that that, that part of him need to be changed based on what uh people have uh, have done for him. Right. You know, that's all I'm saying. What people have done for him, he should be able to do do as others as others do unto you. That's what I'm saying. And by people doing things for him and helping him out, I think he should help out too. Also, if I may add, um, what 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 I'm really um appalled of is that um the Isaiah Thomas you know thing about right. between him and Michael Jordan, you know, I feel as though that he should he should be uh. uh I can't tell him what to do or what to say or whatever, but I feel as though that if you make a statement and say that you might don't like your your teammates or a player that's on your team, but the common goal is to win championships, and when it's time to play ball and it's time to get on the court, you put your differences to to the side mm-hmm. and, 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 and come to a common denominator, which is to win the championship. Right. Um, so um, I think that um, if you made that statement and then you come up and say, you know, when when it's time for you to play on, the, when it's time for the um, U.S. Olympics to start and they come and ask you, um, Mike, we need you to be on the U.S. Olympics basketball team. And then you make a statement and say, well, who all on the team? Right. Who all on the team? And then the person say, the person that you think that's on the team, he's not on the team. And then now all of a sudden, you, then you say, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to, I'll be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, all because uh, you know, the man didn't shake your hand, or whatever, the, whatever the case may be. This man is the second best, the second best God all times. He won two NBA titles. Mm-hmm. He was MVP of the league uh, twice, I believe. MVP once in the finals. MVP. Finals MVP. And um, um, I'm not. Um, I, I I don't I don't I don't I don't I just don't res- respect that decision that you made. Not one that man on that team. And now you got a problem with Charles Barkley. But I'm going to say that for another day. Yeah, let's, let's say that for another day, man, because we can talk about Michael Jordan all day. Um, but, yeah, let's let's uh, switch topics, man. Uh, this, this is kind of the main thing I want to talk about on this episode. Um, you know, we've been dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic for a long time now. Well, it seemed like a long time. been a couple of months in the U.S. In the U.S. Um, the first thing, man, you know, all these businesses, you know, small businesses are, you know, going out of either going out of business or losing money or not able to produce as much as they could at first. So a couple of my questions, you know, I want to talk about is, you know, how can small businesses survive out here right now? And one of the main complaints amongst everyone is the government, you know, offering assistance to the big companies you know, helping them out, trying to get them back on track, but leaving the the small businesses behind, you know, and I did look up some stuff, man. They said, you know, the government is offering business loans. The government is offering grants to uh, small businesses. Um, The small business, the small business owners, 
in the hardest hit states were less likely to get relief loans. It's a study that I, I looked up last night. They said that small business owners that were hit the hardest in certain states were less likely to get relief loans. And then of something that I seen that um, the house, the house site committee. Um, now I guess a lot of backlash is being thrown their way. They're asking now they're asking the larger companies to return the loans meant for smaller businesses. So I guess these small businesses were trying to get these relief loans to help them, you know, mm-hmm. get back on track. And some of these larger businesses been getting accepted to receive these loans. Now people been complaining about that. Now um, they're asking, you know, if you're a larger business, you know, if you receive this loan, we want you to get this money back so we can give them to a smaller business now, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it shouldn't even have to come to that. You should have just gave whatever money you was able to give to these small businesses. You should have gave it to them because, you know, you're able to give all of us a stimulus check, which, you know, that's $1,200. So some people got 1500 whatever, or 1800 You know, I'm pretty sure it, it was a way that they can save some of these small business, businesses because a lot of these biz, businesses are going out of business or, you know, they're on the way to go out of business. So mm-hmm. what do you think about that, man? How how do you think how do you think the government should be able to handle that and try to help these businesses out? Well and not just loans, because they offering loans, but you gonna have to pay the loan back eventually. So, you know, I feel like, you know, what about the grants? Give them give some people grants so they can just have the capital the whatever capital that they lost, try to give some of that back to them. You well, know what I mean? Well I think the um Economy, I think, is uh, the small business um, in this uh, world. And the United States have lost thousands, I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And they're giving stimulus package to uh, everybody else. And they're not worried about, I guess, giving, you know, let me, let me, let me backtrack. They're giving um, millions and millions of dollars to uh, the people that um, that don't have no business. That's free money they're giving it to them. You know, they don't have no business. Mm-hmm. Um, the only business they have is to um, their own business right. as far as paying their own bills and things of that nature. But um, you put a... Um, uh, you put them in a rock and a hard place. You put them in a hard position to try to small businesses try to uh, recuperate back the money that they lost um, for these past uh, two or three months. Uh, and I think it's going to be uh, some of them have uh, went under. Some of them had lost their business due to this uh, epidemic pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I think it's wrong. And um, I think they should come up with some type of stimulus package where the small business do not have to pay that money back because the people uh, that, you know, other people that they're giving the money, free money to, they don't have to pay it back. Right. And right, they, right. now they're talking about giving people money, um, $2,000 a, a month for the next six months. I heard that too, man. I hope, I hope that <laughs> hope that happens. Like you know, I use actually $2,000. So is they giving them that money to spend in the business? I mean to spend uh, on the to the, uh, to go to the small business and spend that money. No, they giving that money so they could do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, 
But what the small business is going to do? Uh, I mean, right, you right. know, uh, you you can give them a loan, and <laughs> what that you know they 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 got to pay that back. What how that's going to help them? I mean, it helped them in the in the in the short run, but in the long run, it's not going to help them because exactly. they got to pay that money back. Who right. uh, who who's to say how long this um this thing gonna last? You know. Yeah, everybody keeps trying to put a time limit on what how long it's gonna last. Everybody kept saying June, now they're saying July. It's like nobody really knows what's gonna happen. Like we all trying to predict what's what's the date. You know, what's the date that we can all go back to normal? What's mm-hmm. the date mm-hmm. when everything will be able to open back up? Mm-hmm. This and that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. You know, ever since this thing started, you hear something new every day. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll mm-hmm. tell you one thing, and the next day it's like, oh, no, we're wrong. Listen this, listen to this now. This this is what we should, we should listen to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then one thing about the, the stimulus check, you know, you were saying, you know, they they plan on doing $2,000 for the next six months, you know. And then I think their the government's um, ideology is, you know, if we help these big businesses, then that money would trickle down to the mm-hmm. small businesses. But, you know, we live in a capitalist society where the customer comes first. You know, the customer is the one, is the one that's, that's spending the money on these big businesses. You know, we're spending money to make these businesses money. So if the consumer doesn't have the money, you know, to buy certain things, then how are these big businesses going to make money, you know? Some people don't have jobs, you know, they're not making money. So how are they going to be able to even spend money to make money for the businesses? You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the the consumer should be helped out first before the big businesses are helped out. Because after all this is over, you know, that's it's not guaranteed that everyone's going to be able to go back to their job. Like I said, some of these businesses are going out of business. So once this is over... Some of these people are not going to have a job to go to. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they're not going to have any money to spend. So I feel like, you know, the government kind of always favors big business with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the the little guys always left out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we got to fend for ourselves. You know, so I don't know, man. It's just a, I'm just very curious to see how this is going to play out in the next couple of months or for the rest of the year, man. And now they're saying, you know, it's kind of switching topics a little bit. Now they're saying, you know, they got they got three different phases on how they want to open stuff back up. Yeah. And um, certain certain states have already kind of implemented that this past weekend. And I, I read two things. It said two Utah County business, businesses told staff to ignore COVID-19 guidelines resulting in 68 positive cases. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I read was businesses in LA are still opening despite more COVID-19 deaths reported. So is it smart for these states to allow businesses to open back up? Before you answer that, I know that we spoke on businesses losing a lot of money and I'm pretty sure a lot of businesses are, are eager to open back up because they want to start making money as soon as possible. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like it's not, it's still not safe to open some of these businesses up, mm-hmm. you know, and then now you have businesses are now taking temperatures before you walk in. You know, I work at the shipyard and, you know, before we walk in the gate, they got to, you know, put this little thermometer thing on your forehead mm-hmm. to take your temperature before you even walk in. You got to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to the eye doctor this past Friday 
and there was like you know they had a sign saying you got to wear your mask and then the, the the lady at the um at the front desk took my temperature with the little thermometer thing on my forehead again mm-hmm. so it's like they kind of seem like they're implementing that now to kind of regulate who can go in certain places and who can't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know now all these bu- businesses are having glass shields <laughs> and requiring you to wear a mask at all times mm-hmm. so throughout all this man what how do you think you know these businesses should approach trying to open back up or the state you know how how can they regulate that well i got a lot of um Uh, I got a lot of stuff and a lot of things that's going through my mind about this uh, COVID-19 and uh, coronavirus. Um, I think that it's a man-made, but we're going to get into that in a few minutes. Uh, I also think that uh, I was looking at the news uh, just last night and this morning that uh, a lot of... uh, people that work at differences, Costco's and uh, Walmart and um, um, and a few other places that I've seen on the news that um, some security guard was uh, forced, a young lady uh, slammed on the ground because she didn't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. And that's was ridiculous. Uh, it shouldn't have had to get to that point. I think he should be held accountable for his action. If the lady didn't want to wear no mask, um, it wasn't, you know, called for necessary you to slam. Necessary for her to do all that. Yeah, necessary for you to slam the lady on the ground. Right. Um, you should have called a, a, the, the law and authority, let them handle it, um, and escort the lady out the door. And even if she didn't want to escort, if you she want if she didn't want to um, leave the store, you shouldn't slam her. I saw I saw uh, um, uh, somebody working at uh, a security guard working at um, the store and uh, outside a vendor somewhere and uh, that he got pushed in the pond uh, because he was trying to tell somebody uh, to wear a mask and they didn't have a mask on. So a lot of things have escalated escalated um, from um, not people not wearing masks. I feel as though that. Uh, um, the mass, uh, from what I've, uh, from what I've uh, uh, researched, uh, the mass cannot keep you from getting it, mm-hmm. but it can keep you from giving it out if you have it. Right, and then some people can't wear masks. Because they uh, claustrophobia, such as myself. Mm-hmm. If I wear a mask, um, claustrophobia, I feel as though that I can't breathe when I wear a mask. When I put it on over my nose, that's just me. And uh, some people don't like wearing them. And yeah, I know. And, it and, and it some irritates people, me. And, and it irritates me. I can't breathe. Whether it's though that I don't want nobody, I don't want to breathe on nobody. And I don't want nobody to breathe on me. But, um, I'm covered by the blood, uh, Psalms 91 over uh, my life, our life. But still, yet and still, I feel as though that uh, people have um, 
some some companies or some business have uh, have implemented uh, 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 you must have a mask on when you come into their facility or their uh, their place of business. I can understand that all all that's what's going on, but I feel as though that um, a lot has been said about the mask, and a lot has not been said, and I don't think that the truth. It's uh, the jury is still out on a mask to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't. I'm not telling nobody to stop wearing masks or or anything like that. But for me, um, um, I, 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 my wife like for me to wear a mask, but I think, you know, uh, in my for my condition and in my condition, I feel as though that. It's very irritating to me, and uh, uh, I don't like it. That's what I need. That's what I want to say about that. I don't like it. Yeah, I know when I wear my mask, man, you know, so I wear glasses. So, like, when I wear mine, it makes my glasses fall good. Mask, too. And I'd be like, God damn, I can't even see. Mask, <laughs> but they want me to wear this mask, you know. But, I mean, look, you got to follow, follow the rules. And if, if they say that's what they think is, is, what's, is what keeping confined and from, from you getting it, then I got to do what I got to do, especially me going to work. You know, I got to go to work, got to wear my mask, you well, know. Le, well, um, also, let me add this too, but uh, some people saying that uh, it's their constitutional right that they don't have to wear no mask. So, you know, is that in the constitutional do to make me wear, wear a mask? I mean, I mean if, so if, if, it come, to, if it comes to a sickness, and you know, it's like. People want to get complaining about just, it. Can't, people can't just do what they want at the same time, though. Like It's like, that's the same thing about, well, you know, y'all saying we can't go to the beach or y'all can't say I can't go to the beach. It's like, you know, what, where do you draw the line on what's, what, what should you listen to and what should you not listen to? But is it a law? I mean, it's probably it's, not a, a written law, but I mean. See, that's what people, that's what if people. Bus- if businesses are enforcing it, if, if that's their place of business and if they're requiring you to wear a mask to go into their store, you got to. Do you know what I'm saying? You just or go somewhere else then. Or go somewhere else. You're right yeah, about you know that. Go, go somewhere else. You're right about that. I'm saying they got to buy about their rules and regulations um, when they implement because they implemented a rule and regulations um, anytime. You can, you can, you can. That's like if you go into a club, they say you can't wear tennis shoes. Um, you know, you, it might sound crazy. Like, man, I can't crazy, wear tennis but that's, shoes. But, but that's their rule. Yeah, that's their rules and regulations. So, right. you know, that's their policy, you know. So all of a sudden, you know, people say they come up with this policy, you know, they come up with a policy, you know, because of the COVID-19 coronavirus. And I can understand that. But for me, um, we haven't gotten to um, the whole issue of COVID-19 and uh, uh, coronavirus yet. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, I think that... um, some stuff has been said incorrectly, and I think that this uh, uh, we have been uh, misled a whole lot. Yeah, um, I, I just feel like nobody really knows what can really stop it. Like because they're saying you know wear your mask, and then you know you you'll go like for instance, when I went to um, Michael's Arts and Craft Store. Like I think it was last week or last weekend. And I had bought something from from the store, and then when I got home, I realized it was the wrong thing, you know, the wrong the wrong thing. So I was like, all right, um, I'm gonna go back tomorrow 
and try to um, return it or exchange it for the right one. I went back and they was like, well, you know, we can't accept exchanges or returns because, you know, it might be cross contamination. <laughs> and uh, once this is over, we will give you an extension on when you can return whatever you want to yeah. return. So I was like, I was like, what? You know, and I know it's not the guy's fault that told me that. It's, you know, whatever, whoever the told policy. me. Yeah, whatever the policy, policy is, he got, to, he got to tell me that. So I couldn't really get mad at him. But in my mind, I was like, that's dumb because the people that's restocking the store, like, that's, it's no, how, I, you can't tell that they might have it. Like, who's to say that they don't have it? Right. It seems like it's like they think the customer are the ones that's carrying it, but the workers can't carry it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Who's to say that? The the whoever I bought from the store had someone that had COVID nineteen stocking on the shelf. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like people kind of making crazy rules, like you know. But <laughs> I guess yep. that's their way of trying to of trying to fight it. Like, oh, this is our policy. We are gonna come up with a policy. So well, they, they can't say to, we're not trying to. They're trying to keep it down. They're yeah, trying to, keep trying it to down. find out anything they can say to. And I mean, I, I I'm not mad at that, but it's like you know, kind of don't make sense though at the same time because I mean we still. You know, even though we can't go inside restaurants to restaurants, eat, huh? yeah, you know, we can still go to drive-throughs. And I mean, granted, the 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 workers are probably wearing gloves when they're preparing your food, mm-hmm. you know. But and then they got the little mats on the ground, you know, six feet away, mm-hmm. and it just seems like the world not gonna be the same, you know, for a while. You know, they they're even saying certain things like you know buffets should be discontinued like we shouldn't have buffets anymore right and um you know it's just a lot going on man it's going to affect a lot of businesses going forth and there might be some things that won't won't exist again after this you know but but yeah man um yeah the world has definitely changed the, the world has definitely changed um now you want to get into the last topic man before we wrap it up man i want to talk about kind of still relating to coronavirus um that's the nba and the nfl and you know this is a business podcast so i kind of want to shed light on you know two one you know two big businesses in america is the nba and the nfl and one thing about the nba i've read that um adam silver which is the nba commissioner um is willing to wait until june to decide on a plan to restart the season so here's the plan so far is saying they're gonna have um, two two sites with no fans for the playoffs, right? And then they're saying there's gonna be a site in Las Vegas for the West for the Western Conference of teams, and Disney World for the Eastern Conference teams. So then they're saying next season might start with, without fans in December of next year. So then the NFL was saying, you know, what well, the NFL schedule came out well, last in, Thursday, December of this year, you mean? No, I'm saying the next following season will start next December of next season. That's that's what I read. Oh, I thought I thought they said that uh, they want to start the season on Christmas Day, the next season on Christmas Day if it end. Because uh, this, if they start, if they restart this season, this the same season this season, this year still, right? They're gonna start it in June, but it's gonna go all the way up until, let's say, I mean, I guess they're October? gonna go. Yeah, I guess they're gonna go right to the playoffs. They're gonna go right to the playoffs, and then it might end. It might end by October, November, whatever. Oh, so they say you they want to start the two thousand and twenty one. 
next year in December. Right. Okay, I understand. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay. So, um, so I don't know, man. Like, do you think you know the NBA should cancel the season, or is this should it should, should it just keep waiting for the right time to start the season? I know it's a lot of money that has been lost so far, and they wanted to try to set you know find a way to make that money back somehow. Like, wherever they couldn't make so far, they want to make some money. You know. You know, by continuing the season. So, what do you think, man? You just well, just keep waiting. Well, no, I don't think they should wait. I think they should do it the way they they're trying to do it. No fans. I think if they um, have everybody in place to test all the players and test the um um the the workers that's going to be there. I know there's going to be a limited of uh, workers that's going to be there. You know, test all the uh, uh, referees, officials, and Everybody, the commentators and things of the nature that's that's that that's going to be there. The people that's doing the television and things of the nature. I think that they're gonna they'll be able to keep the uh, the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, at at a uh, they'll be able to uh, uh, to beat it, so to speak. They'll be able to beat it, and um, uh, if they use all precaution precautionary to to keep all players and all the fishers and all the um, workers that's going to be there safe and they have things in plan to do all of that, uh, I think she, they should go ahead and do it. It, it, all, it has already um, been shown that you can do it and they're doing it in the baseball overseas, uh, baseball uh, lead that's, um, that's taken out. And also mm-hmm. I just seen earlier today, um, uh, I don't know if y'all play – I, uh, uh, listeners, I don't know. Probably some of y'all do play cornhole, but I was looking at the mm-hmm. cornhole tournament today on ESPN. Yeah, that cornhole be lit, and, man. Um, it be lit, and they 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 had they had everything in place. They, mm-hmm. you know, they had everything sanitized. They had the players uh, come up one at a time to throw their uh, bean bags into uh, to the cornhole, and then they had uh, um, one of the referees to get the. Uh, corn um, bean bags out the cornhole and um, set it on the um, um, the cornhole um, thing itself and um, allowed them to get it. So I think that if they, if the NBA and uh, uh, Major League's uh, baseball and uh, NFL football, I think they're gonna have everything. They have a, they they got a lot of money, so mm-hmm. I'm quite sure they're gonna put everybody in place. The best thing I think that they're doing is no fans. Although, right, that's the main thing. That's the main thing. I think that um, I'm kind of uh, kind of messing me up because I'm a big Cowboy fan. I'm a big L.A. Lakers fan. I'm a Yankees fan. Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, Mighty Ducks, and um, you know, uh, Carolina. I ain't, know, I ain't know you like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, Mighty Ducks <laughs> and uh, North Carolina, Kansas Jayhawks. You know, right. I would like to be able to go and see you know uh, see them play, but for the safety of uh, the world. And if I can see it, as long as I be able to see it on TV, right, right, you know that's the big thing. As long as I be able to still be able to see it on TV, because uh, I don't make all the games, I, and I do, and I watch ninety percent of them on TV. Right, and, probably go uh, one, one or two games a one, year, two yeah. games a year. So I think it's uh, mm-hmm. it's only right, it's only safe uh, for the world and uh, for the players and uh, for everybody that they're doing it the way they do it. They're doing it in a smart way. So I think that's um, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, man, I just think, you know, if all these other businesses are implementing the, you know, thermometer thing and scanning your forehead type thing and, 
it, it seemed like they that's that's the solution. Like everybody's doing that now. Mm-hmm. Like let's just take their temperature, and if the temperature's too high, then they can't come in. It's like you know, if these businesses can do that, how come the NBA and the NFL can't do that? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're not allowing fans, still not allowing fans in the game. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna have the players, the referees, and whatever staff you need to mm-hmm. conduct a, a game. Right. You know, so some people might are saying, you know, y'all can't be selfish, man. You know, we 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 don't need sports. You know, we don't want to put nobody at risk. But you know, they they're starting to open these places back up. Not saying that, you know. They should open everything back up, but at the same time, it's like it's been a couple of months since this has been happening in the U.S. as far as we know, and every day people are coming up with ideas on how to still conduct business, business, but be safe at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think, man, they think it's safe, and everybody thinks it's safe. They should go ahead and do it. Yeah, go ahead and do know, it. Go like, ahead do it. Because it's, it's a lot of these other businesses are still opening operating. up. Open yeah, it up. and it's like even my job, you know, um, me being a production planner at Newport News uh, Shipbuilding, that's like a company with 30,000, almost 30,000 workers. Employees, yeah. Employees, yeah. So it's like, you know, all they're doing is taking our temperature and going going to work. Right. It's like, and they operate like everything's normal, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't see why the NBA can't do that too. And then one thing about the NFL season, um, the NFL season, the NFL schedule was released last Thursday. Uh-huh. So they released right. they released right. all the um, times and dates of when everybody's going to play, mm-hmm. and they're st- they're selling they are selling tickets as a as if you know if people are going to be able to go to the games. You know, mm-hmm. the one thing I did say I did see I mean was um, Ticketmaster plans to refund tickets if games are canceled or held without fans. So that's one thing you can look forward to um, if you already bought some NFL tickets already. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see anything about StubHub. Um, but I know Ticketmaster is the official partner of the NFL. Yes, it is. The tickets. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. if anybody out there is looking to get tickets, you know, even if I was you, I would wait. But if you can't wait, you want to get some tickets, you know, use Ticketmaster. I wouldn't go on StubHub right now because I don't know what kind of protection they have against if games are canceled or whatever. I wouldn't get no tickets. I wouldn't, I watch yeah, I wouldn't get no tickets at I all. Wouldn't get, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't try to purchase no tickets. I would watch it at home in my own layback chair or Maybback chair, Maybach whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and enjoy the game and be on the safe side. Exactly, you know, but – it's just crazy because at first when I seen the schedule, I was like, okay, they're probably not going to release the tickets yet. But I clicked on the ticket thing just to see if it'll work. And they got, you can pick your seats and everything as if ain't no corona going on at all. You know, but I guess they're doing that to say, well, we don't know what's going to happen a couple of months down the line. So we're going to implement this plan. You know, if you can't go to the game, once the game comes, we'll give you your money back type thing. Um, but yeah, if I was, I would wait. If I was, if yeah, I, was I would, you, I would, I would definitely else. wait. I definitely wait. Do you think the season will start on time? The NFL season? Yeah, well, they say it's going to start on time, and I believe it is going to start on time. I believe it's going to start on time due to the fact that um, they said, you know, it's, 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 uh, uh, if you watch uh, some of your local news or some of your national news, they said that uh, the Heat um, basically. Uh, well, eliminated some more. Eliminated, uh, not all together, but they said it's going to eliminate it uh, because the uh, coronavirus 
can't um can't stand the uh the heat and uh can't uh you say you know they say get out of the uh, kitchen if it, if it get too hot so i think the coronavirus <laughs> going to get out of the kitchen cuz it's going to be too hot yeah. but um they also say that uh it's going to get worse so the only thing i could do is just say if you know uh if you know the, um, if you know if you know how to pray, you you know you need, and if you still if you and if you are praying, continue to pray. <laughs> no doubt. So I guess you don't think the season will be shortened then, because hmm? if it, if it's if it's gonna start on time, it's not gonna be shortened. I don't think. I don't think so neither. I don't think yeah. so neither. But before we um um end, I want to go back to the coronavirus itself. You know, we've been having a whole lot of things on the news about the coronavirus, and we don't know exactly where it come from. You know, you, t- you you listen to our president, uh, Donald Dumb Trump. Um, <laughs> you listen to him, he said it come from Wuhan. But uh, after uh, doing some research myself, I find that uh, the United States created it um, and sent it over there to China. And I just want you to hear uh, something. If you go on... Um, if you go on um, and ask uh, Alexa, Alexa will tell you this right here. Hold on, let me, let me, let me. Release the coronavirus. Hold on, let me, let me, let me read it. Now here it go, right here. Alexa, did the government release the coronavirus? According to event 201, the government planned this event, created the virus, and had a simulation of how the countries would react. This simulation occurred October 18, 2019. The government released the virus among the population and has lost control of the outbreak. Uh, now, do you think they made that, may uh, Alexa say that? No, because... <laughs> At one point, so I don't want to turn to a conspiracy podcast. You know, let's focus on business. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, you focus on business, but you also the business. You also got to know what we up against and why the business are losing money. You know, and who who is to gain uh, due to this uh, pandemic? Mm-hmm. What's what, what's the gain? Who is the gain? Now, when you look at it, you. Um, if you get coronavirus and you go to the hospital, uh, they, they diagnose you as coronavirus, they, uh, that hospital gets, uh, uh, I believe, $16,000. And if you die, and if you get on the, in, I'm sorry, excuse me, if you get on the um, ventilator, or what you call it? The, um, the ventilator? The ventilator, I'm sorry. If you get on the ventilator, um the hospital get thirty six thousand dollars. Now, you got to think and, and realize uh, what's going on in this world. You know they don't want you to speak up. Uh, they don't want a person to speak up about this and and really, really, really find uh, the real deal on this pandemic. You know they tell you what they want you to hear. I think it's a it's a control thing. Also, I think that uh, once you stay in the house. Your metabolism goes down, mm-hmm. and if your metabolism 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 goes down when you go outside, 
it's easy for you to get it. They don't want you to go to the beaches. When you go to the beaches, the sand has uh, uh, um, some type of purification in it for your body. The ocean gives you uh, when you breathe the ocean uh, in. And you and you and you um uh, you and you get in the mix with the sand. It helps your body. So if if I'm, if I'm shut in in the house and I'm not able to go nowhere, my metabolism comes down. And then when I do go out, it's easy for my metabolism to catch any type of disease. Well, so, one, one thing when you go outside, you know, is um, you know, they say vitamin D. The sun sunlight gives you vitamin D. Exactly. Vitamin D. So. That's why I've been going outside to, to take walks and stuff. Um, not, you know, that's that's my health. Not even the coronavirus thing. Just I needed to do that anyway. Right, you need you to get outside. Saying? You need so to be able to get outside and get that vitamin right. D. You know, and also you need to be able to uh, to move around. You know, because if you ain't moving around, your metabolism go down. It's a control. To me, I believe it's a control thing. I think everybody should do the knowledge and do some research on it and find out what's the real deal on it. Um, maybe we'll talk about that on the next episode or another episode to come. But um, I just want you to know um, that a lot of things is, is, uh, is mysterious and it's a mystery. And you should know the history so it won't be a mystery mm-hmm. um, to uh, what's going on right. in this world. Because I'm, I think it's uh, it's man-made. I think it was made here in America in some type of lab. I can't think of the name of the lab. It's in um, uh, Flint, Michigan, I believe, and they send um, and they send uh, the virus over to Wu Chang. Wu, 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 not Wu Chang Clan. <laughs> no, not the Wu Chang Clan. They so send it over Wu-Tang there to, uh, <laughs> to over there in China, and um, it's another uh, lab they has over there that created it. And Doctor Anthony um, Finchy that comes on. Um, the little short doctor comes on CNN, all these networks, national networks that's talking about him. He knew that this was going to happen in 19, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in 2017. He said, watch out, it's going to be a, a surprise to the nation. There's going to be an outbreak. He said it in 2017, and here it is today. And now he's trying to tell you X, Y, and Z. Don't believe him. Well, you know, that's that's just... You know, we all got to do our research and see what's going on. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, this during this time, man, let's just keep keep praying and hopefully things will get better. And um, you know, hopefully the world will get back to normal soon. I don't think it will ever be back to normal like we like we knew the world, but want us to get back to normal as much as possible. And um, so yeah, let's keep everybody in your prayers. Like, you know, I'm praying for everyone. And um, before we end, you know, I want to give a shout out to all of our Spotify listeners. All of our YouTube listeners, um, all of our Apple Podcast listeners, um, thank y'all for continuing to rock with us on episode thirty-six. We got plenty more to come. Yes, yes. Um. So yeah, man. On this note, we out. Y'all have a we good out. one. We out. We Peace. out. We out. Capture the world, this baby. This is your boy David Carmichael the second, and this is your boy David Carmichael <laughs> the first. The first <laughs> senior that is. <laughs> And this is the Caption of World podcast. Y'all have a good night. Have a good night. God bless. Psalms 91 over your life. Amen.